you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. And we are back. Season three of the Time and Talks podcast is here, and I am so excited. Did you guys miss me? I missed you guys. It really is like mini therapy for me to do podcasting because everything that I'm learning or digesting or hearing, I want to share with you guys. I get so lit up because if it can make your spiritual journey that much easier, if it can give you aha, if it can give you just guidance and just a perspective shift, I mean, there's nothing better than that. It's a great gift. I've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. As you guys know, I had a baby and I'm in the postpartum phase and I've been going through a lot, just processing a lot. So this is a beautiful, lovely time in my life. I've gone really deep into healing some of these deep rooted things from my childhood. I've shared about just the burnout in general of being a mom of three and just navigating this whole journey and finding my way. And so many of you have resonated with so much that I've shared. And I really try to be so honest and give you a real full picture of my life, not just the beautiful, fun parts, but also the things that I'm learning, the things that I'm working on, and also the things that I've learned so that they can help you. And so this season, which is like a mini season, because it's from January to May, are all solo class. And I've very strategically decided what are the topics based on the things that you have asked and that we've collectively been struggling with. There's not going to be episodes every week. Um, there's going to be mini series, basically. Uh, so this first series of podcasts is all related to burnout, and it's going to be a very thorough series. The second series is going to be related to being raised by emotionally immature parents. This was such a big topic when I shared a story of when I was five years old and how I felt unseen and unimportant. And so many of you guys shared, I have that memory of just not feeling validated and respected by my parents and just the deep rooted stuff that comes from that because it affects our parenting. It affects our relationships with our parents. It affects our relationships and with our partners goes so deep. So there's going to be a series on that. And then there's going to be a series on being a more mature parent, an emotionally mature parent. So this is like a mindful parenting series of all the things that you wanted me to share regarding connection with your kids to helping them deal with frustration and disappointment and what to say, because that's where we sometimes struggle. So I'm very, very excited. You're going to get so much value out of this. Make sure you grab a notebook. The biggest thing that's going to be hard for me in this series is trying to keep the episodes between 25 and 35 minutes. I really want to make it digestible. Uh, because I think you're going to come back to these episodes. These aren't going to be one and done. It's going to be like mini therapy, I think. And like I said, therapy is great. This is not to substitute for it, but it will enhance, if you're in therapy, it will enhance that journey. And if you're new to this kind of awakening and healing journey, it's going to give you guide points of how to do it and how to heal on your own. Um, but never be scared to ask for help because that is so much wealth of growth that can happen when you reach out to someone that's a neutral party to help. So I'm just going to put that out there. You guys know that I'm a big proponent of therapy um, and I'm going to trickle that in through 
some of these podcasts to remind you that emotional stuff is hard. We have not been modeled how to heal with this stuff. And sometimes as adults, the only way that we're going to get the tools of how to express our feelings, how to communicate, how to set boundaries is through therapy, someone actually teaching us. So don't be scared uh, and don't be embarrassed. Uh, We're all in this together. We really don't know what we're doing. Let's just be real. All right, so this series is the burnout series, and I think everyone at some point, definitely in the last two years, but even if we're honest, before the pandemic hit too, we were living an unsustainably fast-paced life that was not necessarily nourishing for our mind, body, soul, energy. We really came face to face with that during the pandemic. And so many of you guys have been sharing extreme states of burnout. You know, I talk about mom burnout, but it's really parental burnout. And so though we live in different circumstances and have different situations, everyone has a taste of burnout at some point in their parenting journey. So in this series, we're really going to dive into how to alleviate burnout, how to learn some really crucial daily self-care tips to help prevent you from getting into that depleted burnout mode. We're going to talk also about how to build willpower and discipline to do that self-care because we have the best of intentions, but how do we actually motivate ourselves to do that throughout our day and to stay committed? And then we're going to learn about how to build resilience to stress, something called completing the stress cycle. That's really going to help prevent us from actually going into that severely depleted burnout mode, how we can deal with the stressors and stress as it arises so it doesn't become chronic stress. And the last thing that we're going to focus on is building frustration tolerance. A lot of our stress buildup is through frustration. We want to be more patient, but how do we actually grow that muscle? So I'm going to share some of my best tips and mindset shifts that work with building frustration tolerance. So there's going to be five episodes in this series and it's going to go deep. It's going to be very thorough. I'm very excited because there's been some really life-changing stuff that I've learned that I'm really excited to share with you. You know, I'm not going to be able to go through everything in like a 25 to 35 minute podcast. If you really want specific strategies and a game plan to help you alleviate mom burnout in your life, you know, I always offer one-on-one coaching and that is uh, available to you. Just email me at thejalatthejalavipatel.com. It would be my joy to help support you if you need personal support. I'm only taking a small group of clients because I still don't have full-time help with Sahana. So if this is something that you're really interested in, reach out. I'm happy to help. All right. So we are talking about burnout. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Like I said, I want to be very mindful of your time, not over bombard you with too much information, but I want it to be really, really thorough. So get out those notebooks because I promise you're going to want to jot down some of these notes. All right, so let's get on the same page of what burnout is. I talked about burnout in episode 89, the last episode in season two. I really behoove you to listen to that because it's kind of a prerequisite of this whole process. I walk you through the the cycle, the burnout cycle, so you can kind of get a better idea of what it means to be in this cycle and what how we can work our way out of it. 
right? For a more empowering cycle. And so that's kind of the prerequisite. I'm going to touch a little bit upon that in this episode, and then I'm going to walk you through the five steps to alleviate burnout. So if you're in burnout, once you're listening to this and you recognize, man, I'm very close to burnout or I'm in this burnout state, these are going to be the five steps to start to work out of that state so that you can rebalance your energy so that you can refocus your time on healing the areas that need to be healed, infusing the self-care practices to start building up and recharging your energy and replenishing you from the inside out. So let's get on the same page of what burnout really is. Burnout has become this buzzword just like stress and being too busy, and we don't really know clearly what it means, and I want us to get on the same page so we're not using burnout in the wrong way, like saying, oh, I'm burned out, when you necessarily might not be burned out. So burnout to me is the extreme depletion of your energy. You feel exhaustion where your mind is going so fast and you just really can't take in any more information. You can't add anything onto your plate without feeling like you're going to break. There's just way too much pressure coming from the outside and you just feel like you can't handle it. There's just no more capacity mentally or physically to take on too much. You're very sensitive to noises and bright lights and disagreements and when things don't go your way everything is moving at a very fast pace and you find yourself that you're very easily irritable you might even have feelings um, that go even beyond that where it's like you feel hopeless you feel so depleted that you don't feel motivated you might just be going through the motions so there's different phases of burnout that we go through before it's that complete like depression or that complete indifference. However, it's a gradual depletion of energy that eventually will get there. And if we're not aware that we're on this downward spiral, we can very quickly get into a state of burnout because of the types of fast-paced life that we lead. We have so much on our plate. We're bombarded with so much information. We have electronics that drain our energy. So we have to be very, very mindful because burnout is happening much quicker now than it did before when we didn't have all this other external technology and uh, distractions. So burnout is basically, you know, you don't have that same energy, the motivation, that umph and aliveness that you normally do when you're fully fulfilled and you're enjoying your life and you feel in flow. And burnout is all too common for moms, but there are ways that we can work with our system. It's like getting the manual. And that's what I want to give you is the manual so that you're aware when these things are happening. And so when your emotional and mental reserves dry up, that's when burnout can happen. It steals our joy, it zaps our energy, it makes us moody, it runs us ragged, and anything that we do over and over again can become a habit, even if it's not good for us. So it's really important to start recognizing when we're starting to feel these fried nerves so that we can build this essence of nerves of steel, that we can handle more without buckling under the pressure. And it's a constant practice, just like you go to the gym, you just can't expect to have like ripped arms from day one. You're not going to be able to just be patient and have a high frustration tolerance from day one. You have to build upon it. And that's why we're here. 
So the first thing I want to go through so that we're completely aware now that we know what burnout is, the different stages of burnout. Because like I said, burnout doesn't happen overnight and there are signs that pop up that show us that we're on the path, but sometimes burnout can happen very quickly in the sense that it'll sneak up because of the choices that we're making. And then one thing, one event will push you over the edge into burnout zone. I think the entry point in the beginning of the process is the super mom mode. It's this belief and this obsession to prove oneself, this desire to feel like a good enough mom, feel like you're in control, that you're checkboxing all the things in your life and in motherhood that makes you feel worthy enough and good enough. And it goes a step beyond. It's actually our need to feel perfect. We have this standard of what perfection with moms look like, and it's not our fault because society has kind of created this image of what the perfect mom looks like, and it's unsustainable. And we have taken in these harmful messages about motherhood. And this mindset is what's driving us to be that super mom. It's not just being good enough. It's being, I need perfection. So just some of the harmful messages that we've received is that stay-at-home moms are lazy and they're not as valuable because they're not contributing money and they don't have interest and all they do is blogging and that's just a passion. They have it easy versus working moms who are not as invested and interested in their kids and they're not caring and they miss their, their plays and they don't care and they're just focused on ambition which is not true. And regardless of whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, you should be the one keeping the house clean and cooking and doing the laundry and going to all the kids' appointments and making them and not forgetting about them, of course, and then taking them to their sports matches and being there for practices and being there to tuck them goodnight and taking days off work if you're working when they're sick. And on top of that, you got to look good. You got to exercise. You have to have a good sex drive and you have to have some few passion projects on the side. And then when it comes to parenting, oh my goodness, you should never yell and get irritated and upset and scream because that makes you a bad mom. And you need to always control yourself and your children's behavior and be careful not to squash their independence. But you also must be teacher and therapist and doctor and a hairdresser and a personal shopper and a cook and a cleaning lady and a laundromat. You know, you have to do all these things while also being warm and nurturing and have a smile on your face and love doing it and not ever complain. Can you see why we're destined to fail? These standards are not only unrealistic, they're very harmful. And so moms start this journey walking around with their self-worth below sea level because society and their friends and their family and their partners are bombarding and these messages whether subconsciously or it's just our expectations. And so our self-worth of how good of a mother we are is defined by perfection. And that's where the number one thing is where we're pushing ourselves into super mom mode because we're shooting all over ourselves that should, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. And here's the thing. We are never, ever, ever going to be a perfect mother. Never. It doesn't exist. And we just do have to get comfortable with this idea of being a good enough mother, a mother who is human and has her own desires and limitations and feelings. And you are worthy, not because of the roles you play or what you do. You're worthy because of who you are. We'll talk a little bit more about this, but this is very important because that's what starts this whole process. 
And while motherhood is no walk in the park for all of us, there are times when we all feel good about motherhood. We feel like we can handle the day-to-day stressors. We feel like we're getting some alone time, trickling in self-care. Our kids are relatively agreeable. You know, remember those times when we feel, and that's when we feel good about ourselves, when things feel like we're controlling it. And we feel like we're doing a good job in parenting, but it's an unsustained high. Let's just put it that way, because what ends up happening is a stressor that we feel overloaded with stress because something hard and unexpected happens. And it could just be as simple as extra responsibilities that you were planning that zaps our energy or a child is sick or any number of things that pop up that adds stress on our plate because we were not expecting it. And suddenly we're using up our energy that we were using to control everything to now pivot and adapt and over plan. And it's taking up more time. It's taking up more mental reserve. It's accumulating this, starting this depletion and it's accumulating stress because we're starting to feel pressure from outside. And so the first sign that our fight or flight or heightened uh, sympathetic nervous system is activated is when we start rushing and multitasking and we feel like we're jumping from thing to thing. That is the first sign. So what do we do during that? Do we take a break? Do we comfort ourselves? Do we slow down? No. We're trained to push ourselves harder and be better. So during this stage, our feelings become a little bit more exaggerated, like our need to be perfect kind of comes out, right? Because we want to control a little bit more. So we try to take on a little bit more and say, yes, we can do this. We don't say no. We're neglecting ourselves. You know, this is the, the stage that we're are focusing on our to-do list. Like what, what, what can we accomplish? What can we accomplish? We feel obligated to do things. And so we're staying busy, right? Staying busy is a sign that we're looking for validation through our schedules and things outside of us. We must finish this in order to feel productive, right? Our self-worth is from the things that we're doing something external. And we, sometimes decide to stay busy so we can push away those uncomfortable feelings of lack of self-worth or not feeling good enough. But it's really important to feel those feelings along with the pleasurable emotions in this phase rather than pushing it away because as we know, what happens, they build up. They don't go away, right? We can't just like keep repressing and pushing them and think that they're going to go away. They just fester and bubble up. So then what happens, right? We're doing so much that we start neglecting our personal care and needs, right? We start eating the crust of our kids' peanut butter jelly sandwich while we're standing and we're throwing in a load of laundry. We're not sitting down and taking time for ourselves. We're not reading. We're not doing the things that we enjoy. We've taken on so much that our schedule leaves no time for anything else except doing. And so this is the time we're like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for meditation. I don't have time for working out. And we're actually not motivated to do it either, right? Our willpower starts to deplete a little bit at this time. And so, you know, the the important daily activities like sleeping well and eating well and spending quality time with our loved ones and liking it, right? It starts depleting, right? Our mind is constantly like, I need to do this. I'll feel better when I do this. I'll feel better when my house is clean. And so the lifestyle choices that we start making are unhealthy. We start feeling a little bit more irritable. And like I said, our willpower will start decreasing because we're not picking self-care. We're picking self-indulgent activities to do. And this starts adding chronic stress because we haven't dumped out the stress from before. It just starts adding up and adding up. And 
How does this manifest in our behavior? We start losing our patience. We have lower tolerance for frustration. Our energy is continuing to keep getting depleted, right? It's draining our battery. And so now we're constantly juggling too much, uh, which eats at our resilience and we're not getting a break. So we can't reset our nervous systems. We're not living well. And now we're getting into the point where we're at a great risk for burnout. So this is like the flashing, the flashing red sign, like red alert, alert, be mindful, please, because you're heading into that burnout zone now. So what happens, right? We start being more moody and we're now in meltout mode. So we are starting to feel out of control and we're trying for dear life to hold on and really, really keep it together. And now we're snapping more. Little things irritate us. We don't feel emotionally safe, which leads to more power struggles with our kids because we're micromanaging, we're commanding, we're demanding, and they don't like it and we don't like it. And it's like feeling like you're constantly butting heads all the time. And little things like the the screaming is irritating us. The, The annoying toys, they're loud. Like you just are getting overstimulated sensory wise too. You can't handle your kids touching you too much. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, a c- accumulation of how you're experiencing your environment, but also inside everything feels out of balance as well. So, and you might see first physical symptoms now, uh, beginning to emerge of illness because of your growing exhaustion and feeling worn out and your anger, right? Cause the stress is just not being dumped out of your system. It's like just circulating and circulating and building and growing. And a lot of times this is the phase, like, you know, when you feel so out of control during the day, you might start revenge scrolling, right? You're so tired at the end of the day, but you want to feel in control. So you're scrolling and scrolling through those reels. Uh, And this is a sign I find that if you are so tired at the end of the day, but you choose to binge on Netflix or scroll through Instagram, it is your sign that your body is getting depleted and you need sleep. It is like on the cusp of burnout. And that's what tends to happen at this point. The chronic stressors have been going on for a while and it looks like there's no end in sight and you start to feel hopeless and you start to maybe break down. And now this is when you're hitting burnout mode. And when you feel depleted and you're recognizing, oh my gosh, I made so many mistakes This is when mom guilt sets in, right? And this is where so many of you guys are getting stuck. You're finding that you're in the space of that low energy, lack of motivation. You don't feel good about yourself. You start comparing yourself to other moms. You, you know, going on Instagram is like so bad for your mental health because you're comparing yourself. She looks too pretty. Her house is so clean. Her kids are so well-behaved. Her life is all together, everything you're starting to compare, you're feeling bitter and jealous and annoyed. And that's not how you typically are. And so you start secluding yourself and you start disconnecting from, you know, social life, whether it's in person or even like Instagram, even though you're so want to be on it, it's so makes you feel so bad. And you can also start blaming, like you blame your life, you blame your work, you blame your kids, you blame yourself. This is like the, the fork in the road. Either one, you will recognize that you're in this low energy state and you will push yourself back to 
I need to do better. I should do better. Look at them. You'll use that maybe as a motivation to push yourself harder. And sometimes we're really good at beating ourselves back up and we'll start back again after, you know, a couple days or weeks of going back into super mom mode. Some of us do that and then we return back in the cycle. And each time we return in the cycle, we're getting further and further into a deeper burnout because it's not stopping. We don't have any tools to rejuvenate us or change. And some of us, if we don't have any sort of awareness, we're just draining or depleting at a rapid level and we're not refilling ourselves. We will then go into further, like the depressive states and this extreme burnout state where we start going to social withdrawal. We start becoming isolated from our friends and our families. We don't share. We feel like we're burdened and we don't really have a strong support system. Um, We feel so overwhelmed by the burnout that we will engage in self-indulgent activities. Like, And that's where the binging happens. It could be alcohol, drugs, shopping, watching too much TV, sleeping too much, eating too much. There's a behavior change that you're numbing yourself. Um, And so this is like when the social withdrawal, this is like completely trying to disconnect from that burnout feeling. And this is when chronic burnout can add up. If burnout is not addressed, it will lead to chronic burnout that will lead to physical health issues and mental health issues. And one of the biggest mental health issues, it starts with this feeling of complete loss and hopelessness. And we feel like a confusion of our identity. Like what is our role? Like what do we have meaning in our life? And we feel this inner emptiness that what am I doing? And we are just going through the motions and you know, things can be very exaggerated at this time. And we really push ourselves really hard And mental health issues that really can set in is depression. And I want to put out there that if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm feeling in that chronic burnout state, it is really, really important that you reach out for help from a professional that can help you with dealing with depression or the mental health issues that are arising. And it is not your fault. This is a nature of how the cycle works for all of us. So I just want to put that out there. So what can we do? So you recognize that you are very close to burnout or you're in burnout. And I want to give you five steps to start alleviating that depletion so that you can start getting out of burnout. This is the first step if you notice that you're in burnout. If you're looking for, okay, I'm not really in burnout mode, but I'm approaching burnout mode. I'm addressing that too in the next episode and the next couple episodes. But this one is really, I wanted to focus on those who are like, I burned out. I am completely tapped out. What do I do? So in order for you to slowly build up your energy and alleviate the burnout experience, there are five steps. And the first step is remember your worth. Remember your worth. We're so fixated on our limited smaller self. And I I talk about this a lot, like your higher self, your true self. And in Kundalini Yoga, and I know I've shared this before, we say Satnam as a reminder of who you truly are. It's truth is my identity. The truth of who you truly are is you're a powerful, limitless soul. And then you have this human personality that you have this vessel, this body that is limited in energy. It's limited in resources. It's limited in being. And you have to learn how to coexist with these two things, right? So your body is like an iPhone where it needs to be charged every day. It can't just be running on fumes. It can't be, it needs attention. 
but the unlimited power source is your soul. You have to plug into your soul through self-care, through different practices to get that juice, right? It is like that pumping of like really high quality energy, high quality gas into your system. You can sustain yourself and get energy boost from other things that are not as sustainable, but you want to tap into your soul and you got to remember who you are. And when I talk about remembering your worth, it kind of goes back to the idea of you are good enough, not because of what you do, but because of who you are, the soul that you are. And you are worthy of being here. You're worthy of being a good mother. You're worthy of all those things because of the sheer fact that you are here. And you don't have to do anything to get that worth and that love and that respect it's just within you. It is innately. You were born with it. It's that same energy that you see in children. That is purity. That's innocence. That's power. That's still in you. You have to keep reminding of yourself of that deep, deep essence of the true self of who you are every single day. The second step is recognizing your battery level. So, so often we push ourselves in that super mom mode to think that you have to give 100% in every area of your life. I got to give 100% to my work, 100% to the home, 100% to my kids, 100% to my self-care, 100% to my spouse. I love the analogy with the iPhone. So when you have a cell phone, it doesn't mean that you every single app that you go into, you get 100% battery, right? You go into Instagram, you have 100% battery. You go into your emails, it's 100% battery. Everything that you do drains your battery. So if you're on social media for 30 minutes, it's going to drain your battery from 100 to 80%. If you're on your you have Spotify playing in the background, it's going to drain it another 30%. So we all only have a hundred percent battery to work with. If we're doing all the right things to really juice ourselves up, getting good sleep, eating well, taking care of our mental and connecting to our inner self and really connecting to our higher self, right? Really getting that juice in. And sometimes we are only working with 60%. I mean, I'm just going through that whole newborn phase of not sleeping well and not sleeping through the night. So there are days that I really check into myself in the morning and I'm like, I only have 50% battery. I didn't sleep well. I feel tired and groggy. I don't feel motivated. And this is important. That's not that there's something wrong with you. If you're feeling a little bit slower and sluggish, we have to change what our expectations of what we're going to get done in that day. We have to change our expectation that we're going to be able to have empathy and to have more patience with our kids. We have to change our expectations and we have to also do a really, really good job of infusing self-care that boosts our energy through our day when we notice that the different things that we do are starting to deplete it. Or we're going to run ragged at the end of the day. And if we keep running ragged every single day, it's going to lead to burnout very quickly. Also, we got to be very mindful of the things that burn up our energy very quickly, kind of like an emotional diet inventory. Like for me, I know that watching Real Housewives, even though it is a guilty pleasure, burns up so much energy because it's low vibration, like listening to the news and social media and, you know, drinking. These are all things that deplete us. So if you're already feeling depleted, we really need the willpower, which we'll talk about willpower 
in this series to not engage in those things that feel good in the moment, but long-term is not going to make us feel good. Now, step three, replenishing your joy cup. So burnout is not only a symptom of doing things that you don't like or doing it at a pace that's unsustainable, but it's also not doing enough of the things that bring you joy. I'm talking about doing something completely unproductive that is no correlation with calorie burning or increasing the number of followers or checking something off your to-do list. It's okay to spend time unwinding and doing things that bring you pure joy because it will build your energy very quickly because you're tapped into your soul energy. It is something that nourishes your soul. So think about the unproductive things that you could be doing that make you feel joyful. And I want to make a distinction here of what diet soda self-care is and what really rejuvenating self-care is. And I did an episode on that, episode 25. If you're kind of unsure of like, what are these things that I should be doing to replenish myself, listen to that episode. Step four. All right, rest. I know we know that good proper rest is important. And I know that some of us might be in phases of our life that require us to feed during the middle of the night or a child doesn't sleep well. I know what you're saying, but, 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 but I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, like I said, I just went through the newborn phase and I know that when you're not getting proper rest, it is literally impossible to be patient because we do not have access to our higher mind when we're not rested. We don't have access to our impulse control. We don't have access to emotional regulation. We don't have access to our empathy. I love this quote by Jojo Jensen. She said that without enough sleep, we all become two-year-olds. And that is so darn true. Just be very honest of what phase that you're in. If you did not get enough sleep, you're working with less energy. And that goes back to, you know, checking in through your day to see what your battery level is. Like, you know, check in before your kids come home from school, right? The transition times in the morning, in the evening, check in as much as possible because rest is going to be your go-to that if you're feeling like all you want to do is revenge scroll, like you're too tired at the end of the day and all you want to do is scroll on your phone, watch TV, that is your sign you need sleep, okay? And really ingrain that into your mind um, that sleep is what your body needs. I really like the hatch. Uh, I have it where it like helps me gradually get out of my sleep without having my phone near me. That's a big thing, right? Sometimes when we can't sleep, we just quickly get on our phone. So trying to keep your phone out of arm's distance, charge it like across the room or downstairs, uh, that's really important. So getting good rest uh, when you're feeling burned out is going to start rejuvenating your energy so that you can start rebalancing yourself. And the last thing, is recharging your battery daily. So you're recharging your energy system, your mind and your body daily. Write that one down. I talk a lot about energy management and energy management self-care. So infusing self-care is gonna be so important, quality self-care. And for me, one of the most replenishing, re-energizing practices that's simple to do is breath work. I literally can feel a physiological shift in just three to five minutes. And, you know, when you're feeling burned out and you're not feeling motivated, this is what you need to start, you know, boosting that energy back up. 
And I do this in the morning. I could do one minute resets, you know, when you're feeling burnt out. It's really just a powerful thing to do. And, you know, meditation, you'd probably say, think that I would say meditation and meditation is great, but I do more activating meditations. And for those who don't have a meditation practice already, I like to introduce breath work because we all breathe, but this is just a controlled way of breathing. So if you're looking for breath work practices and you want to help learn how to stay committed to the practice. That's what I do in my one-on-one coaching. So you can definitely reach out to me for that. And something else that I'm going to be talking about in the next episode is quick vagus nerve resets. This has been game-changing. It's a little bit different than breath work. OMG, I've been including that into my routine very quick, 30 to 60 seconds, and they've been game changers. I'm going to talk to you more about that in the next episode, the completing the stress cycle one. So episode 91. So I really hope this serves you well, that if you're in this burnout state, what can you do to start gradually getting out of it? And as you practice this, let this absorb you might not be in a burnout state right at this moment, but you will be it maybe in some other phase in your life. So this is one to come back to. And my goal is, is that, you know, we're going to be on this cycle, but I barely want you to in, to visit this burnout state, this complete depletion state. If you have any questions, reach out. If this serves you, please share it on social media because we need to get the word out on this. So many of us are feeling burned out and they need We need the resources to help us get out of it in a very mindful, gentle way and the right way. I am so thrilled that you're here. Thank you so much for listening and I'll check you on the next episode. If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I love to gift you my seven-day stress detox course. All you gotta do is screenshot your review before you submit it. Email it to me at thejil at thejilvpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, fresh, frustrated and I come to them almost every single day. And I promise these are the tools that you're going to want to have in your back pocket too. And if you haven't purchased the Meditation for Kids book, definitely do so now. You can purchase it anywhere you buy books, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target, IndieBound, BAM, and you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course. If you're a complete beginner and learning how to teach meditation to your kids, this is the step-by-step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.